Hello and good morning and welcome to the Heart Standard Morning Briefing. My name is Joel Skett. I'm joined by my colleague James Kearney and we are going to discuss all things Heart of Midlovian. As always, Hearts to play in a big premiership match this weekend against Celtics, return after the international break, uh, which saw Scotland qualify for Euro 2024. Uh, and then there was plenty of plenty of Hearts involvement. So uh, across the international break, we saw Kenneth Vargas score two goals for Costa Rica. So Xander Clark become the 150, 140th Hearts player to earn an international cap while at Tynecastle as he made a second half substitute appearance against France for Scotland. Alex Lowry and Lewis Nielsen played for the Scotland's 21s, Aidan Denham was an unused sub and Kai Rhodes played against England as uh, as a left-back. I don't think I'm missing anyone out. Um, mm. So I suppose, I suppose the best place to start, well, we'll, we'll look ahead to this weekend, James, and the match against Celtic at Tynecastle Park on Sunday. This is a massive opportunity for the for, for, for kind of Stephen Naismith to land probably the statement when he's it, it, yeah could probably say needs but he's not he's, he's not yet achieved yet as uh, Hearts boss whether uh, as permanent technical or interim boss. No, I think so. So I think that. I mean, the only other game I could think of would be perhaps the the Rosenborg game at home. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so that that's, yeah. that had a real galvanising effect. Yeah. I think on the support and on the team itself, and you'd think that I'll, if, I'll caveat domestic uh, one. <laughs> domestic, there we go. Yeah. But you know, you, you'd like to think if Hearts, you know, if they could get a result against Celtic, if they could get a win uh, on Sunday, that that you'd think that would that would have that similar sort of effect. I think where you're going to get. Um, you know, all of a sudden, it really you know, support. You know, any of those little niggling doubts behind around Naismith, all of a sudden they just all disappear. You know, and or um, you know, all the players are all of a sudden super confident. And you know, I do think they've got a chance against Celtic as well. You know, I think that. Um, I think that I don't think Celtic have quite reached the levels they were at last season, for instance, where basically no one could really lay a glove on them. I think they were a very good team last season, but this season. They're, they're getting up to speed under Rodgers. They're still not quite there yet. I don't think it's hitting the same heights as last year. And I think this is an opportunity, particularly at Tynecastle, where there's going to be <clears throat> so many Hearts fans there. You know, it's going to be rolling the team on. I think, I'm sure we'll touch on it in a wee bit. There's a couple of players coming back from injury, which helps things as well. So I think it, it, you're right. It's, it's a really big opportunity because if, if Naismith <clears throat> can get a win here, all of a sudden it does change that the, almost the whole... Maybe it's a bit much, but it does change the, the complexion of this season so far. I think. Yeah, yeah, massively. I think it's especially going into this group of fixtures. The it's a trip to Ibrox and home at Livingston, then the the semi uh, the League Cup semi final mm. against Rangers at Hampden Park. This this is this is the type of game that the heart should be looking and and relishing because saw it against Hibs. Didn't come up against the team who just sat in, and largely I thought the performance was was spot on. Um, mm. I know you just you go back, you want to keep uh, harping on about ninety seconds uh, of madness because again it was just to bring up a lot of frustration. But you look at Celtic. I don't know if, if you've had, um, if you've seen too much of them this season, uh, James. But they, you kind of alluded to it. They're not this all-conquering machine. Yes, they are top of the uh, top of the league. They won seven of um, seven of their eight games. They are undefeated in the league. They've scored nineteen goals in eight matches. But we've seen in recent weeks whether it was. Uh, Kamarnock gave them a scare. Uh, played relatively well against them. Motherwell 
we're um, we're, we're close to um, we're close to snatching uh, snatching a point and a game played arguably with the the, the better sides over the piece. You go back to the. Um, the, the game at Ibrox where they beat Rangers 1-0. I think a lot of Celtic fans would hold their arms up and admit that was not a, a, like a great performance, a great mm. result. And then St. Johnson drew with them, you go back to August, St. Johnson drew with them, drew with them at Celtic Park. So, and you add into the fact that they will had even more people away uh, from international break. It's There's a real opportunity to, to get at this Celtic team. No, I think so. And, you know, I think that's a really good point, actually, about particularly the international break where Yes, we just said that yeah, there were a few Hearts players <clears throat> scattered about for international break, but you know a large chunk of the squad has remained in Edinburgh and has been training this whole time. You know, um, and I, mean, I thought it was interesting actually when Naismith said in his press conference that um, you know that this kind of these international breaks are really good because you're the way that the train the team are training. It's all about just kind of focusing on core principles and just getting the idea that they're playing the, the way they want to play. Rather than being like, oh, do you know, um, you know, Celtic like to go down the right, so we need to make sure we keep an eye out of it or whatever it might be, you know. So rather than being reactive to whatever the opposition are going to do, it's more about well, what can we do. And I think that ideally you need a wee bit of both in there. But I think you, you know, like like we've been saying, that adds that hopefully should add that little bit more cohesion. Hopefully, it's a bit more coherent as well, you know, in terms of how the team are playing. And you're right. I mean, Celtic might not quite have that. I mean, I don't think they've fully clicked into gear yet this season, anyway. Never mind the fact that basically their entire squad goes away every international break as well. <clears throat> and I mean, let's face it, they've also got a few injuries, particularly in defence. So I think that it, it's, definitely, it's definitely an opportunity. And again, it's the sort of thing where if if Naismith and his coaching staff are serious about, you know, not just aiming for third, actually trying to close the gap, pushing for second then you need to get results in these kinds of games. You know, you can't, you That's just a, can't afford to get beat by Celtic and Rangers. You can't do that. Like, you know, if you, if, if, you know, you might scrape third if you lose every game against Celtic and Rangers. You might just do it, but chances are you're going to need to get results somewhere. And again, if you want to actually close the gap, that needs to start by taking points off them at the very least. Yeah, absolutely. You can, you can see that and um, you can read that and, Interviewed uh, with Joe Savage. It went on the site this morning. I uh, sat down with Joe for, 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 for ages and, um, wanted to ask him about Naismith, what really convinced him, um, what really convinced him and the club that Naismith was the right man. So you can read that on the site. But he 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 still he's he's been a big proponent of coming into the season, he doesn't want to go right, let's aim for third. He wants and he said he said we would get slaughtered for it. But he wants to push Celt, uh, push close to Celtic and Rangers. And these are the games where um where you can you can show a big sign of like capable of capable of doing that. Naismith again, and I know he got a bit of he got a bit of criticism after the uh, kind of after the game against Hibs because he came in and said um, the Hearts fans basically deserve better. Better they should always be uh, attacking. Um, should always be on the, kind of the front foot, and then he goes and takes Alex Lowry off to bring on our. Uh, uh, any big Beningame, which is more defensive-minded uh, substitution. Um, so I don't know if he might look back on that. I think maybe that was uh, maybe not the, the, the sub itself, but the um, the personnel involved in the sub uh, may have been a mistake. And again, Joe Savage talked about how 
Nice was a fast learner. He's um, he won't make the same mistake twice. And again, he spoke about it yesterday when asked about Celtic and coming up against Celtic. And he said, against any team, if you're not willing to have times when you have got possession, you're just trying to survive. You're just hoping for a set play or counter attack or mistake which gets you a goal. Then you'll try to survive. We can't be like that. We need to be. We need to be better than that. Uh, so. There's every chance that Hearts will look to will look to play and try and put across their game on Celtic. Uh, Celtic will probably I would really enjoy that. Um, but there is uh, it's, it's weirdly 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 confident. Um, not confidence may be a bit strong, but we're weirdly um, encouraged by the opportunity to. I think this this team. Get a wee bit more freedom compared to when mm. they, they 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 come up against uh, uh, a low blocker uh, teams that get uh, the the uh, sit deep. Whereas when it's a bit more chaotic, a bit more space, we've talked about it before. There's players in there who probably uh, thrive in more, and then you add in Lowry. I think if there's if there's a game where Alex Lowry wants to make his mark, it'll be this one. And we saw mm. against Tibbs, <clears throat> he is he's fine on the big occasion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's got to be challenged. I mean, I'm sure we said it before. It's got to be <clears throat> try and play that way more consistently, you know, because that was probably his best performance in a Hearts jersey. Also, the last couple of weeks, last few weeks, sorry, has been really good. Um, but I think you're right, you know, the fact, I think the fact that, you know, they're not going to be, you know, Celtic will want to have a lot of the ball as well. Celtic will be aggressive in possession. They'll, want, they'll be very structured as well, the way they play the ball. We know how Brendan Rodgers' team plays. Um, but I think that while obviously the personnel or of a higher standard than other teams in the league. You're right, though. I think it's the tactics of it that make it a bit more open and it actually makes it a bit more suited to Hearts and the way that Naismith wants to be play, I think. You know, I mean, you talked about it earlier, you know, you quote what Naismith was saying about the fact that, yeah, they need to use the ball well, they need to actually just have the control the ball for stages and, you know, not just <clears throat> try and hang in there and see what happens. I think that's absolutely right. You know, I think if you do that against, you know, either half of the old term, you're probably going to you know come away with absolutely nothing to show for it more often than not um and i think that you know we've seen that this season hearts in possession compared to the rest of the league are one of the better teams like you know we've, we've seen it in terms of things like uh, passes in and around the box final third entries you know, overall possession things like that and it'll be interesting to see how that works against a team where you like we're saying they are Celtic will be a, a lot more open than the likes of um you know motherwell or st Mirren, where so, or Hartford just running into a brick wall for ninety minutes. Yeah, I, th I think it would be interesting on the flip side that how um, how the team because it's, uh, it's all well and good being really uh, good in possession and keeping the ball when teams are standing off you. It'd be interesting mm -hmm. to see how how well this this team can play through a team who's going to be a lot more intense or put a lot more pressure on the ball. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and the other thing as well, of course, is that this is going to be a big test for the defense. You know, um, yeah. you know, you know, we've said that. I mean, right now. I think Hearts have conceded five goals in the league. I think that's his, I don't think anyone's conceded fewer. I think Celtic and Rangers may be about the same. Yeah. So you know, you look at that, and you think, oh, brilliant, fantastic. But I, I kind of touched on this in an, uh, an article I'd written uh, last week where uh, Hearts' XG against is it's still it's still one of the better rates in the league, but it's, it's also higher than the goals are conceded. So that would suggest it's unsustainable. Yeah. Anyway, and then obviously we're going to play against a much higher standard of opposition. This weekend, in terms of the strikers, you know, guys like Kyogo, you know, like he's just a fantastic player. You know, he's got that movement, which is terrifying. Um, so it will be interesting to see how, um, I'd imagine, the Rose and Kent get on. 
Uh, I would imagine we'll probably see Naismith stick with the, the back so four gonna, for this. But it wouldn't, gonna, it wouldn't be a surprise, gonna, though, would it? To, to yeah, no, no. Back three. I, I'm going to come on and ask about um, formation and personnel just uh, right. in a second. And I was just uh, I was going to touch on Celtic before, uh, before doing that, just because of the, the but only kind of the downside. I, I, I talked previously about how they have they've they've struggled at uh, not. Sh- They've, they've not won games as comfortably as they maybe have in the past uh, few seasons mm-hmm. recently. Teams have put up a um, a good um, a good showing against them. We talked about uh, Kilmarnock, uh, St Johnston, Motherwell. But you're looking at the Celtic team now and it's looking more like uh, a more fearful uh, proposition because Cameron Carter-Vickers came back in. Mm-hmm. Um one thing I would say is Liam Scales is still playing. He's done really well since there, but you can be uh, Hearts because him problems in the past when he was with uh, when he was with Aberdeen, especially when he plays in a back four as he's doing with uh, Celtic. But again, he's not getting the same amount of pressure. The midfield is still um, where Celtic just are yeah. uh, incredible. McGregor, O'Reilly, and Atati O'Reilly's top goal scorer in the league, and now you've got. Well, Kyogo's not probably not been as prolific as he has in the last couple of seasons. You've got Lewis Palmer who's came in, and there's a lot of chat around uh, him. He's basically uh, Jota's replacement, and there's a lot of excitement about him in the Celtic team. So it's it's looking much more, uh, much more like a Celtic team. They're fallible. Joe Hart's not had a good season at all. Yeah. Uh, Cameron and Carter Vickers is um, still getting up to speed. the The, the big thing. The big thing for me, and this is what I'm going to come on to ask you about the the lineup. How do you play? Who plays? Is the midfield and for Celtic is like it's the big thing for me when watching Celtic is you need to stop Callum McGregor as much as possible. You need mm-hmm. to make the game as difficult as possible for him, and I think that helps um, kind of ruffle Celtic or makes them a wee bit more disjointed. So I've talked about Alex Lowry before. And then I'm kind of debating, do you still play him as a number 10 and really enforce home the the, um, the importance of his work off the ball? What do you see Naismith doing in terms of system and personnel? Or, or what would you do? <laughs> yeah. Because so it's hard I, I, sometimes second-guessing Naismith. I know, it is. It is. He does leave us on his toes. Um, I, I think it'll probably be the, the 4 to 3 one Probably. Um, I mean, the back three wouldn't surprise me given Celtic's attacking talents, but I think that the kind of you touched on it there. It's the, <clears throat> you know, it's really important that hearts aren't completely overrunning midfield. And, you know, Celtic have got three midfielders there who are probably the best three centre mids in the league. They're all, they're all very good. <laughs> and, you know, even if you get a 3v3 in there, it's going to be hard enough. I think if you then, you know, take a, take a centre mid and put movement in the centre half, frees up space elsewhere, it's just, it means that. Celtic will just control all the ball there. So I think it's important, you're right. I think Hearts probably need to go man for man in the middle with someone um, <clears throat> like pressing and hiring McGregor as much as possible to stick into him, you know. But that's also easier said than done. And I'm not sure if Lowry's the right player for that just because, like we say, we know his work off of the ball has been a work in progress. We know that it's not... It's not um, you know, Naismith hasn't been always been happy with it and things like that. And then saying to him, all right, well, you know, there's the best number six in the league. Like, go take care of him. That, that's a big ask, I think. But then mm-hmm. having said that, you look around elsewhere, I'm not sure who else could do it. So it might even be something where we see something like Neuenhoff and perhaps Beringami starting as the kind of two holding midfielders and then maybe Devlin put Devlin, a bit more advanced yeah. and then just saying to Devlin, just run around and kick McGregor as much as you can. 
Yeah, like that, that might be the case. Um, so I think that yeah, I, I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw. Yeah, like um, obviously that number ten role is always normally what Lowry, George Grant, maybe Liam Boyce. I don't think either. I don't think any of those three will start. I think it, I think it's more likely to see three slightly more defensive mid, uh, midfielders with Cami Devlin being the most attacking one. Um, which again asks a lot of Devlin because we know that <clears throat> his passing, particularly in the final third, has not always been great. But I think that maybe it's just uh, my nature, but I, I'd always be more cautious. I'd always sort of err on the side of caution. I'd rather have that <clears throat> little extra degree of defensive solidity yep. rather than uh, that little bit more offensive threat. But you know, it's a balance on that. Everyone's got their own opinion, you know. Yeah, so because I, I was thinking flipping the midfield and having like someone like Benny or uh, Benny sitting or Newenhoff sitting, and then you play Devlin, uh, uh, Devlin, and then Grant or Newenhoff in front. Um, mm. yeah, we saw yeah. that. Was it, was it the Ross County game? We saw that the Ross County bit. game, and yeah, yeah. Newenhoff was, was was deeper, and it was Denham and uh, Denham and uh, Grant uh, more advanced. Mm. So the, 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 there's that option. I think uh, obviously, I think James Forrest. Uh, sorry, like, uh, <laughs> especially if this uh, this game of all games, saying that uh, Alan Forrest starts right uh, starts. Uh, so does so does Shankland. Lowry could start on the left just because. So the, the thing about Vargas and touched on the international duty. He didn't. He was playing. Uh, this is UK time. He was still playing Wednesday morning. So he's uh, in Costa Rica. So he was playing at. Um, the early hours of Wednesday morning, he put up our Instagram. So he flew back on, I think he flew back on, I'm just trying to think, work about times. I think he flew back on Wednesday night. So he's getting back Thursday. And, mm. and Naismith did talk about how the extra day really helps uh, get people back in and gets, even if they're not training, gets them involved in meetings and uh, kind of their tactical plans and talking through the game. So that might give him more of a chance and he'll be coming back so full of confidence having scored two goals. He scored um, one of his goals is exactly what Hearts have kind of been um, missing. Uh, his first goal, uh, he played for the Costa Rica under-23s, played against Colombia twice. And um, the... The... Um, the, uh, the second... Um, the first goal, sorry. Sorry, somebody just tried to join that call. Uh, the... Uh, the, uh, the first one was him running through into space. Yes, there's not been a lot of space for Hearts players to run into uh, this season, but yeah. running to running into space, running away from the defender and clipping it over a goalkeeper. So I wonder if Naismith might just go with Lowry on the left and leave Vargas as a potential option off the bench. But again, it's as we have as we have come to uh, realise, as um, Naismith does keep us on our toes with regards to the lineup. <clears throat> Mm. No, I think you make a really good point about Vargas. The fact that he's going to be a late arrival, I think that's a, that's an excellent point to make. You know, that does make me think I maybe he won't start after all. But I do think it's well, particularly against you know Celtic Rangers. Hibs, you know, this is a game, game that's more suited. Exactly, you know, game, games where you know, it's going to get a bit more stretched. It's going to be a bit more open, and you'd like to think that Hearts will have the opportunity to counter attack and be a bit more direct than what we've, what, what we're used to seeing. And again, well, if you're going to play like that, I mean, I'd probably rather have you know guys like Vargas and Forrest who can carry the ball, who can drive down the wing. have got they're not they're not you know crazy fast, but they're fast enough and they'll do a job, mm -hmm. you know. And I think you know Forrest is nailed on to start. He has to be just after that performance in the derby. And then Lowry, <laughs> I do think it would be really quite harsh to drop Lowry after that game because I think he did play very well. But again, I'm I'm not entirely convinced he's suited to this fixture. 
which means that he'll definitely start and play brilliantly because that's the way these things tend to go. Yeah, because we said exactly same against Tibski. Uh, yeah, I would. I mean, Lowry would, be, would generally be one of my first on the team sheet just because of Fair. his yeah. recent performances. Uh, come up against Celtic as well. Uh, there's like that kind of narrative as well being on loan from being on loan from Rangers. He's not going to be able to play next week against Rangers. He's not going to be able to play in, um, in in three weeks' time either, so uh, or two weeks' time. Um, which is which again, it's a frustrating aspect of the loan deal. The good news, Alex Cochran's trained, yep. uh, so he trained before the Hibs game, and I think he's back to uh, being able to to feature ideal because Stephen Kingsley's out, so he's likely to come in. If not, you've always got Kai Rolls, who showed his quality at left back against Hibs, played there against uh, England for Australia. Yatara Oda's back in involved as well, so again he's he's another option which I completely uh, kind of a uh, complete oversight kind of talking him as an option out wide, but he's another excellent um, prospect off the bench. So Tagawa's back in, and then the good news is Craig Gordon and Craig Halkett have both taken big steps in their recovery from training. Halkett's a massive one. Just speaking to speaking to a couple of folk this week. They've uh, picked up his, his leadership. He's 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 a he's one of the players within the uh, within the squad who really drives standards, um, mm. which I think uh, especially around training is uh, is really important. And it's it's great to see him back again. It's there's no specific game um, pinpointed for these two players to return, but that's uh, uh, that's a big positive. Um, like Atkinson, Atkinson and Barry McKay are the only longer term ones, and they are not likely to be back until December. Um, but slowly it surely hurts and makes me forgetting the uh, the full squad to choose from. Finally, before we go, we will may as well touch on the ticket allocation um, debate. Not the one regarding the <laughs> semi final at Hamden Park, but uh, the, the the talk about away ticket allocations. Brendan Rogers um, had a gripe about it. I know a few a few clubs have had a gripe about it. There's been a lot of uh, talk. Um, because Hearts have basically slashed the allocation of every team except Hibs. There's an understanding between Hearts and Hibs. Mm-hmm. On the derby, each team gets the um, gets the, the the full away standards. So Roseburn for Hibs and the, yep. the the Dunbar end for for Hearts. Now every other team in Scotland get one one section, and um, I think you, you, can, you can see the understanding of uh, on both sides because as an away fan, being um, there's, there's there's been games where um, you're like, as as a Hearts fan, we've sold loads of away away tickets, and then you're looking at the kind of empty spaces and the home ends, and you can't go. It's it's frustrating, but at the same time, as Hearts have kind of um, talked about that when it came to the SPFL potentially doing a, a motion regarding a percentage of tick, a percentage of the stadium to give away to, uh, to give an away allocation. Hearts are basically like we're just looking after our own fans. There's been such mm-hmm. a demand that we need to get as many Hearts fans in as possible, which is absolutely absolutely spot on. And I think that's the way it probably they should be. And I know there'll be a lot of uh, a lot of fans, uh, including uh, Chris McFarlane, who. Um, commented on Facebook um, to say give the old firm nothing. I think a lot of uh, fans would be like that. But then that just opens a can of worms. We've seen it with Celtic and Rangers at the moment mm. with no away fans. You want at least some away fans there because it does make the game, uh, uh, I think it adds to the atmosphere and the, the spectacle. Um, but you might be new to this um so patronising as a part of this part. You might be new to this where there's this, this ticket debate, yeah, James. Mm. Uh, but what's, what's kind of your take on it? 
Um, well, I think first straight off the bat, I don't think Celtic and Rangers can have a go at anyone over ticket allocations when there are league fixtures regularly where they give zero yeah. uh, tickets to the away fans. Uh, you know, that's I think that's rubbish. I think it's uh, yeah, I think it just detracts from it all. You know, I, I understand that some. I understand the logic of saying, well, Joe, we all need to look out for ourselves. Joe, we've got fans here and you know, they want to come see the game, so we need to do that. I understand that, but I do think that a, a percentage allocation is probably the way to go, personally. I, I would I think you know, if you just made it a flat rate across the league of, say, 5% or something like that, I think that that's fair. Um, although on, on every, every club's obviously going to always act in their own self-interest. That's their prerogative. But again, like we're like we're sort of seeing with Celtic and Rangers in their derbies, you know, it's a slippery slope when you start cutting allocations, cutting allocations, cutting allocations, and is it where where does it end really? You know, so I think that <clears throat> um, while I think it's very rich of Celtic fans to be complaining about it and typing up about it, which I, it is rich because you know, again, this is a team that you know regularly don't let their rivals in at all, and you know the, the fixture suffers for it, so. I think that I think that's really rich, um, and I can understand. I can. It, it is a difficult one because there's that thing about what what we ultimately what's the goal here? Are we trying to do everything? Is it just so that Hearts can, um, you know, Hearts fans are getting to enjoy their team the more the most, and you know, get everything they can out of the team, or do we care more about kind of Scottish football as a whole? Because I, I would say that while. I think the strategy just now of you know cutting allocations, getting more fans in, it's good for Hearts, and you know it's great for them. But I do think that long term, I would worry about where it ends. That 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 would be my concern. So um, yeah, I'm kind of bored when it comes to the ticket stuff. I just I'd quite like to see a five percent rate straight across the league, and then that, that's it. It's done. And then if you can't sell it your way allocation, then you know the home end can start buying out more tickets. But I think that's the way it should be, to be honest. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to work out the um, uh, the. So five percent off eighteen hundred, so about nine hundred tickets for Tyne Castle. That means you'd get three thousand, around three thousand for a trip to Celtic Park. Yeah, yeah, but then you know it's a big stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You know that's, that's the, I think that's you know I think if you make it a percentage, that's just fair. You know, it's the same for everyone. You know, it's not it doesn't doesn't you don't get punished for having a bigger or smaller stadium that way. Yeah, so I, 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 just, I, I just I just know that, that um, as I think uh, Andrew Fraser Wright said, the, the old firm would never want a a fat like five percent because they would they would say Rangers and Celtic got so many uh, season tickets. But I yeah. do think I, th- I think well, they'd never go for it. They'd never no. go for it. But I'm, I'm, this is me just with my idealist hat on. This is what yeah, I'd yeah. love to see. I've got my you know I've got my rose tinted specs on, but it's not going to happen. Let's be honest. You know, I, I, I imagine the ticket reallocations and all that. I, it will get worse before it gets better. I imagine. Yeah, yeah um, I my views. I think away there should be protection for away fans. Um, not kind of no matter what, just because it's as as going to, going to a game as away fans is brilliant. It's like away days are absolutely brilliant, and not having away fans there is just rubbish. But I think uh, to finish up, uh, Andrew Fraser right makes a, a a fantastic point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just just for a change. Wow, who who would have thought it? We never yeah. see that before, do we? Wow. So um, yes, we'll, uh, we'll we'll end it there. We are um, 
Uh, yep, we'll be back well Sunday for a video ahead of the Celtic, uh, the Heart Celtic game, um, which is a quarter past two kickoff it's on Sky Sports. In between then, you can check out um, all the stuff on HeartStandard.co.uk. James has got a piece of uh, around why Hearts never score goals from set pieces. It's really interesting, mm -hmm. and I know it's something that frustrates a lot of uh, fans, um, uh, Hearts fans this season. There's a couple of uh, Joe Savage interviews that have gone up, and there'll be another one up tomorrow morning on uh, around recruitment, how the kind of the process around the recruitment, how how it works at Hearts, and then we'll have all the stuff uh, post uh, pre and post match stuff from Tyne Castle Park on Sunday. So thank you very much and goodbye.